Welcome back to Dust Watch. It is season three, episode six. We are getting to the end game. We're yeah. getting closer and closer to the series finale with every breath. Um, for those of you that are listening, Aaron and I are binge watching the last three episodes all at once. So yeah, we're about to finish it like right now. Like we're we we've just watched episode six. We'll record this and then we'll watch seven. Well, the we'll holidays is when we should tell the people why. Oh right. yes, there right. I right. It, to be fair, it was my fault. I I did leave the state. For the holidays. Yeah. You had to go um, someplace. And it didn't even snow. That's what's, I think, the most disappointing. I'm very upset about it. You said it was cold. It was very cold. But it wasn't snowing. At the at the coldest, I mean, it wasn't like mid the Midwest and Buffalo got a lot colder. Uh, those are two very different places. I would like I would like the listeners to know I'm not conflating not the two of those. Not to me. I don't, I didn't know where, where's Buffalo? New York. Why did I always assume Buffalo was like Indiana? Why did you assume that? I don't that? know. I don't know anything about the East. <laughs> I, I can go on the record, and I have no shame about that. I have no geographical knowledge of where things are on the That's East fair. Coast. As Californians, um, we don't care. We don't care. First yeah. of all, and second of all, the East Coast does not have states. It has small fucking towns that y'all put state borders around and call. Delaware is not a state. You can't convince me that Delaware is a state. That's a, that's a small one horse town. Sixty five to seventy percent of America. Uh, is not actual. <laughs> That's th- I'm going to leave it there. Just is not, not actual, actual. Because when I saw that L.A. County yep. can fit, like, the whole state of Colorado or the whole, you know, I was like, I yeah. saw the same TikTok you're talking about. Exactly. You guys aren't real. You're no. just not real. None of your problems matter. <laughs> Sorry. You're all. So now I, I truly, after seeing that TikTok, I truly understand what flyover. Yes, that's why it's mean. flyover country. Got it, got it. We don't care. This is coming to you, uh, sponsored by the elitist. Yes, uh, very much so. Coastal Californians. Very much so. But to my point, the um, it wasn't off everybody on the east coast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. Wasn't it. quite as cold because like Buffalo had that crazy ass snowstorm. The Midwest had a crazy storm. It wasn't quite yeah. that cold. Um, it got down to about the low 20s. Uh, I think it was like 19 degrees, but the wind was like 30 miles an hour one of the nights. That makes it, yeah, that makes it suck. It was a nightmare. Um, so all that, and it didn't even snow. I mean, we I had our little chills here in, in California no, yesterday. You know, fine. We will rebuild everybody. <laughs> you know, the power is slowly coming back on in our cities. Not for everybody. Yeah, well, some people are less privileged than others, <laughs> so they don't get their power just yet. Understandable. Thinking about you, Ray. No. <laughs> <laughs> sitting, in the, sitting in the dark. Oh, okay. What are we here for? What we're, are we, we're did, watching did we watch a the, television show? The sixth episode of yes. uh, Her Dark Materials. His Dark Materials. But I, I, I appreciate, mean, appreciate the... Is it really his? I feel like it's hers. It's everybody's. No, it's not. So it's their Dark Materials? Their Dark Materials. Okay. Actually, I still don't understand the... Their gender-neutral Dark Materials. I don't understand the, the title. We'll talk about it later. Okay. How, we'll is it going to be explained? No, but I feel like the well, well mm, our last episode I think is either going to be really really long or or we'll end up doing like cuz I feel like you and I are going to have a long conversation at the end of the series. But we have long conversations about every single episode. Yeah, but once it's all over, I don't have to hold anything back and I can be like, here's all the things I wouldn't tell okay. you for the so last episode. you can show years. me all of the materials. I can show you all of the materials. Thank you. Okay. Um good god, we, uh, eventually we will start this, I promise you. So, episode 6, The Abyss. Um, we had, we had to remind ourselves a little bit of what happened last time. It's been a couple weeks since we were here. Yes. But, uh, okay. So I realized, well, I mean, 
we'll just start. We'll, we'll go in order. We'll go in order. <laughs> okay. Am I ever going to finish a thought? No, I'm not. I don't know. But uh, so we open with something that, to be quite honest, we should have had a long time ago. I don't know why we waited until now to do so. But they give us this, uh, you get like a little voiceover, a little narration from Metatron talking about in the beginning. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, what, wouldn't, shouldn't we? At bare minimum, this should have been like the beginning of season three, episode one. Because we get this whole, like, in the beginning, dust ignited the mind and free will. And, like, why, why are you just now telling us that? Because we're just now getting this information. That's why? Why? Because why? it's not important yes, it is. until now. It is quite literally until the right entire now, it is not theme important. of the book. Is it earlier in the book? Yes. I've been telling you this for a long time, that dust is free no, will. No, but I'm saying this explanation. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, because they don't, he doesn't have to do... Basically, at this point, they have us. They have Metatron spelling it out for us. Dust is free will. It ignited it. the mind. It, so you kind of get that in bits and pieces throughout the book, as you or throughout all of the books, really, as you kind of ruminate on what dust is. And there's a lot of hints, and you're, you know, you can make your own conclusions. But it's really in this book that you get the flat out explanation that dust is free will, and what a lot of that comes from the interactions with Mary and the Malefa. What is the opposite of dust? No, no dust. So just no dust. Lack of dust. There's no. There's no material that is, I suppose so. That is constraining. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's light and there's dark. Right. Right. What's the? You know, it's just. I mean, to be fair, that's there's light and there's no light. Yeah, but there's light in the absence of light. There's dust in the absence of dust. But the the absence of dust, there's still things though. But there's no free will. There's no free thought. I just I th- I think I'm just confused on how the mechanics of right this so thing makes it. So at this point, so we ended the last episode. Metatron apparently Metatron set the bomb off. Yeah, he did. Which is we we got we got a bit of an explanation on that in this episode of how Metatron set the bomb off. Um, and he's like, you know, we'll see how you do without dust. And you and I, kind of both, it seems like took that to mean that he like. Thanos snapped yeah, dust that's what away. I thought, that's, what the, that's absolutely yeah. what we thought happened, which is we it? find out in this is not what happened. He just created a void. He created that abyss uh, that then starts sucking up all the dust in the world. What is or in all of the worlds. What? Okay, so my question would be, if angels are made out of dust. Right. Megatron's made out of dust as well, too, correct? Metatron. And if he made that void, they're susceptible to being sucked into that void as well, correct? So it would seem, yes. So you created something that could possibly kill you. So it would seem. Why? Don't know. How would you, like, that That made no sense. Don't know. Also. You know why it doesn't make any sense? Because it's not in the fucking book. Oh, okay. So this is a new thing. Yes. All right. The abyss is in the book. The The way that it comes into being is not this. How does it come into being? It's essentially the same. So this is a correction I have to uh, make from our last episode. Aaron and I were discussing um, how the bomb goes off and how they survive it in the book. And I had mentioned, I was, to be fair, I was correct I just okay, left just out the final five percent of it, let the, which is the, the really important part. Wrong. I was okay. wrong. I was incorrect. Um, so yeah, they 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 basically shear off Lyra's hair, um, the part that the 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 bomb is targeting. And at that point, you were like, "Well, then how far away was it?" And I was like, "I don't know. They throw it or something. Like I can't remember." Um, what they actually do is Will cuts open into a different world, throws the hair in that other world, and then closes it up, and then the bomb goes off there. Wait. Will in the underworld. Yes. Who couldn't previously cut into any other world before. See, but in the book he can. 
Oh. Remember, we saw, so in the book, he can cut into other worlds. It's just the fact that they are underground. Oh, yeah, that's right. Everywhere. You said because they would just go into like either a brick it would, wall. They would just be bricks. Or, and, yeah. or, like not bricks. Um, right. Like they hit bedrock. Yeah, bedrock, yes. I remember I was talking. So in, yeah, so essentially what he did is he cut into one of those. He cut out like a little space, threw the hair in there, and like closed it back up. So the bomb going off does create the abyss. Metatron has nothing to do with it. So because in the show, then you have that question of why would you do this when you're susceptible to dust disappearing? Yeah, which is just not what happened in the book. So then, the du- the the abyss is an accident. Are well, I mean accident? Accident. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It's so a humans. Happy little accident. Ha- humans are the responsible for creating another means of killing angels now. Yeah. Okay. To an extent, yeah. All right. So that was, but yeah, the fact that we get this like in the beginning, why did we get an in the beginning narration six episodes into the last season? What are you doing? Uh, I have a lot of questions for the writing room on this. I mean, it's just a bunch of exposition that they, I'm figuring because you didn't get it so far, so they have to close these these loopholes. And what they should have been doing, obviously, is planting these seeds throughout everything. So every time that I was like, I guess I can't tell you this because we're not doing it yet, even though we're supposed to. And now they're just like, oh shit, we weren't doing any of that. And now we have to just give you. And can I say my least favorite thing for writers to do in shows and movies is narration strictly for the reason of exposition. It's like you couldn't find a way to do it. So I hate like opening a movie or a show with narration or the like writing on the screen where they're like, Give me, let me give you some backstory on how this world works, and then boom, we'll start the movie. So you don't like any spoon-fed? I don't like that. Okay. There, there are definitely exceptions where, like, it works out, but it is my least favorite way of what writers ab- to do that. What about um, villain exposition? Like a villain monologue? Like, yeah. let me tell you my whole plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a, that's a separate issue. That's the contextual. Okay. But, okay. yeah. In general, being like, oh, we're just going to put a bit of narration or some text on the screen to explain things that we couldn't write in organically. I, I don't mind, I guess, as much as you do. I The only exposition I would want in this story, in this context, mm-hmm. is 100% from Asriel. Yes. What is your idea? It's laid out for me, bro. <laughs> because we're all here. We don't know. And in each event that happens in this book, or in this uh, the, the TV show, it kind of seems like his plan alters and changes. Right. It's a little bit. It's like, oh, well, Lyra's dead. Okay, but I mean, I got this device here. I sent that message out. We're good. Oh, she's alive. All right, I got a new idea here. Hold on, like we're just following you, and you're just following your own just tale. The idea guy. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't care for that too much. Like, yeah. So at that point, Mrs. Coulter um, asks Fra Pablo. Okay, so this is an immediate. Like, oh, there's so much happening in this episode that I don't like. This is just. I'm trying really hard not to just complain on all of these, but I kind of end up do. I think you're just that. gonna. I think you're gonna end up that way at towards the, the end of these. Yeah. These these last episodes. Yeah. So apologies for that in advance, but fuck it. Here we go. Um. So Coulter wakes up. The bomb is gone off. Father McPhail is dead. Uh. Lord Roke is splattered on the ground next to her, like a little or insect. a toy of him. Uh, it was. It did look like an action figure. Yeah. It probably was. It absolutely looked like it's an action cheaper, figure. Cheaper, honestly, to do it that way. And we know that that's what we're going for. It's cheaper. Yeah. We had some real budget issues on this episode. Correct. Um, so Coulter finds Fra Pavel, the alethiometrist that the Magisterium has, and asks him to ask the alethiometer if Lyra's dead. And he does it immediately. And I would like to remind everybody listening that the entire reason that all of this started and the entire reason that Lyra was so important in the beginning was that she could just look at the alethiometer and read it. That set her apart from 
everything in this universe, nobody has ever been able to do that. But the, the, the problem is the importance of all the characters has been washed away. Washed away in washed these away. last four episodes, yes. four or five episodes. Because we now know the subtle knife does anybody, not matter. Yeah, the lithiometer now doesn't really matter. Yep. Uh, it, nothing matters. The the uh, ability to cross between worlds completely doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Everybody can do it. Yes. And like at, with every episode, they find another way to make something central to this series not matter. The only thing that I'm, I'm guessing then now is like, what's important to them as right. the writers? Like, what was important to you? Right. I, d- I don't fucking know. Yeah, because uh, it, it doesn't make sense what's. And what it's got to be the like. The very basic, shallow feeling of adventure, which yeah. is exactly what the movie yeah. fucked up, because the yeah. movie just wanted to be like a shallow family fun adventure. Well, that's what Devil's Advocate. That's what gets people interested. The adventure yes. of it all. I'm going to watch this. That's what you put in a trailer to get people interested. Yeah, but then when you're sitting down and you're watching it, I need you to stay and be interested in this adventure as well. Like, damn whatever other, you know, uh, messages you want to say or or um, thoughts and ideas you're trying to, I need you to be adventure, or I need you to be bought in on this girl's journey. And you know, you know what? We have a lot of evidence for the fact that her journey and all of the messages in it are really compelling, given the fact that this is a best-selling series for, like, 30 years. Yeah, we but We know people like this story if you give it to them. I, I mean, I don't, I really, I, I, I don't, I don't think um, TV shows, this is the thought process I'm thinking of as writers, I don't think TV shows take into account of the book readers. Um, I'm not even talking about book readers. I'm just like, you get this story into somebody's hands and they like it. Like, it is a well-liked story. It's yeah. obvi- I mean, not everybody's going to like everything. I, it's think, the same I thing. think certain ages might like it. This is crossover, though. Like, middle grade, know. you don't like it a lot. I'm just saying. I so would know, you're, but I'm, but I'm keep saying. in mind that this has been a best-selling novel for young kids and adults for, like, 30 years. So if you take this story and you put that in front of people, you will find an audience. It goes back to that TikTok we were talking about, about that guy that was, like, talking about how people are in the writer's room. And they're like, what do you want? Just a complete recreation? Yeah. That's yeah, exactly no, no, no. I, 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 see, I see that. I mean, like, I, again, I don't know, you know, the, the uh, what are the best-selling books uh, of all time uh, throughout the ages and stuff like that. Um, I'm looking at it, again, Devil's Advocate, mm-hmm. as the, the crossover. And I always put myself in as the crossover because I don't consume, I mean, I actually do consume a lot of different type of media. And if it hasn't even hit my radar besides it was a video game type of thing, then I'm thinking they're thinking that how do I, I always put it as like the Nintendo Wii thing. It was like, we got the gamers' money. How do we get the rest of the other people's money? That's what their marketing was. So it was like, we're going to not do the traditional video game route. We're going to go a whole different way. And that's what they did, and they got the moms and dads and aunties to play the Nintendo Wii again. So my thought process is that's what the writers think. And we then already, nobody we, cared about the Wii. We have, no. It was the best-selling console the best selling of all time, for, for, and yeah. then nobody ca- yeah, everybody bought it, and then nobody played it. We just need your money now. We don't need your money forever. This isn't going to be a thing where it's like we're going right, to be. Right, but that's that's a different thing because that's a one-time purchase. You get that one-time console purchase, and then ideally you get continuing sales and you get continuing game sales, but you get that one-time console. They need you to buy into three seasons of this show. True, and I get, I mean, I thought you said they were already signed on for three seasons. 
Yeah, but they can cancel it at any point uh, if it's not doing well. Uh, if they put enough money into it. I, I don't know what the BBC's process is over there. But I, I think if they're like, I know we got three. And also, if they could, if the threat of them being canceled was a thing, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm not behind the scenes. Then they have no excuse of being lazy. Yeah. But if they were handed three seasons, money and all, and said, we're not, you're, there's no threat of you being uh, canceled, then, yeah, then they can just sit back and be like, eh, let's do this. Uh, this let's get these people far away from each other. Because it was like, I know who's going to come and watch this. You're going to come and watch this because you read the books. They're going to go. All the, this big audience that's been watching or that's been reading and enjoying this book for how many years, They're go- we got their money. Now, how do I get the people that don't know about this book's money? That's all I can think of. Which was essentially the same thing with Game of Thrones. Exactly. And that managed to be. And, and in, the, and in the first handful of seasons when they stuck to the source material fairly well, it became astronomically huge. But then they, they you know, they didn't have anything to go on yeah. as well. But then you see But even well goes. before they ran out of books, they stopped paying attention to the source material and in they a lot still, of ways. And they still had people in, you yeah. know. They still wrote compelling characters and they wrote compelling uh, situations that kept people invested and stuff like that. I don't know if you could if 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 somebody sat down and was like you got three seasons go, I don't know if they could if they can knock it out. Maybe it should have been longer. Maybe this should have been honestly three seasons would have been fine. They have eight hours per book, and yes, you're gonna have to cut things. Yes, you're gonna have to change things around. But you have eight hours per book. You're fine. You can figure that seven hours in season two. But that's the shortest book, so it's fine. Okay. But to circle back around, it's just like. Every episode this season, they have managed to take something so fundamental to the story and make it not matter. Even things that they built up in the show as being important, Mm. i.e. Lyra being able to read the alethiometer, Will having the subtle knife, the ability to walk between worlds. They are contradicting both the source material and themselves by just making these things for convenience sake because they've, I don't know, written themselves into corners. It's like, are you not... Because, like, in my mind, you're probably, you know, you're sitting in the writer's room and you're writing one season. You're writing season one, and then you're writing season two, and you're writing season three. But at that time, you should also be well aware of what's coming down the pipeline. The series has been completed for 20 years. Like, you know what's coming down the pipeline. I think they only have small bullet points of places they want to get to. And they don't care how the, deni- the dots connect. Right. They just want to get to these these. By the points. end of this, I feel like I will have a vendetta against Jack Thorne. You probably will. I probably will because he did this. Now he's he's changed a lot of things with the canon, the source material for this. And we all we all know how bad Harry Potter and the Cursed Child was. And regardless oh, no, of we your don't feelings. All. We don't know. Oh, I've, yeah. I haven't I've explained yeah, the story but, to you. But, but I haven't read anything or seen the play. So I will reserve my judgments. But I'm just like, stop letting Jack Thorne adapt things. Oh, no, he's got it for the rest of Which is such an unfortunate thing, because if you go back to season one of this, I was so happy with it, and I was so excited. And there were differences, but I was feeling really good about it. In After a lot season of one? Like, in season one while we were recording and while we were watching episode to episode, and I'm like, there's some things that are different, and there's some things that I'm like, oh, yeah, but, but you were, overall. You're, you're still I was still fresh. excited. Yeah, you're still and now, new. three seasons down the line... You you have devolved. I mean, we could probably do a supercut of each podcast of how you <laughs> <laughs> just got more and more yeah, upset. Yeah, but I don't know. The only thing I can think of with major properties is there are major moments that they know the audience wants. Their scenes are instances that will tug at your heartstrings and all that type of stuff. So that's what we have to get to. Yeah. That's it. So I can write the roller coaster in any direction. Apparently. As long as we land on 
uh, Asriel kills, you know, uh, uh, Bucktooth. And then I can ride the roller coaster. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> we can roller coaster all the way until, you know, whatever big moment happens. And they don't care about the, the intricacies. It's just so upsetting. Ugh. I and I don't know if we did this before this whole series started, before we even did the podcast, um, or actually the first prequel or whatever. And I'll probably go back and listen because um, I'm interested to know. And it's been three years where we we've been doing it three years. I want to know what your what you hoped for. Hope before. for this? No, no, no. But like, for, like for those of you listening, I'm I'm slamming <laughs> the book. I wanted this. I wanted to know like what like. What specifics that you like wanted out of this aftermath? The aftermath of all right. this. So all three seasons are out. Did you want a newer like? Oh, now we're getting more into this world now. Well, they so what's interesting spin-offs. is there is a sequel series. Okay, so that's yeah. Currently, and do I think that they're gonna do that at this point? Unlikely. Do I want them to? Not particularly. I haven't read them though. But oh, that's, that's all. I out? haven't. I haven't. Uh, well, it's currently coming out. Two of the I think probably gonna be three books. He's still writing them. Yeah. Now? Okay. There's. He, he's still alive. Okay. I mean, I didn't. Why would I doubt <laughs> he's, that? He's, I don't know. You had a look on your face. I just because you know writers are only if unless you're uh, Stephen King and uh, Patterson. Yeah. Writers are and uh, Brendan's are Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. Then writers take forever to write things. Yeah. So uh, that's why I'm like, okay, you still writing them? You said these came out when? This book, this last book, I believe, came out in 2004, 2006, maybe. When did it start? 90s. Okay, so uh, yeah. Early 2000s, late 90s. So that's why I'm like, he's still writing them? If yeah. you said this is a sequel? So uh, the sequel series, the Secret Commonwealth um, series, started coming out a handful of years, like just a couple of years ago. I think okay. the first one came out. Uh, not to digress he? too far. Uh, he's a, he got he to be in his like 60s, maybe? Okay, he's got got some maybe he, some time. He's got some time. I don't know how well he's keeping ke- well of himself. He's, so. he's not a George R. R. Martin. We're not worried about him dying before he finishes George the series. George is not going to. You, you guys are... Uh, Fans of that, he's going he's to die. He's never going to yeah, finish he's, the series. He, he knows he's not going he's to He's not going it. to do it. But we're talking about his dark materials yes, now. Yes, we're, so. we're all over the place in this. But, uh, God, we haven't gone through the first, like, five minutes of this no, episode. No, we haven't. So, the abyss starts to open up, and we kind of get flashes to, like, um, it's opening up in the Republic, where Azrael's. And he's got this tool in his hands. What the fuck was that thing? He was holding that, like, stick circle. with the little circle. Yeah, I don't what know what that was. What the fuck was that? You're just supposed to think. I, he has tools. He has gadgets. Okay, that's that's what I took away from everything. Is he's got gadgets. He's the gadget guy. Yeah. He's, he's got a Batman. whole bunch of different things. If he's made a way to trap dust, and then, yeah, he's the gadget guy. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, we see we see him walk out with his little gadget that, I don't know, um, Serafina's flying around on the one of the worst green screens we'll see this entire Where episode. Where was she intended, like, where was she on her way to? I, that, to Azrael. Was she? Okay. Yeah. No, I, no, because she, she changed direction. No, no, no. She was, she remember, the, uh, they they didn't say this in the show. She was heading to the Egyptians. In the book, she's on her way to the Egyptians. But yeah, and in this, and then in she this, had just left uh, Lee Scoresby. Yeah, five episodes ago. And then she's just been gone since She's just been in the air. So there's no way you can tell me, though, that she was going to the Egyptians. She didn't find them in five episodes. <laughs> I don't fucking know. All right. But we, we all know time is not a real thing here. It is not, no. Um, but yeah, and Mary feels the effects of the abyss opening up, like where she's at. Everybody well, this feels is throughout this. the worlds, yeah. I guess. Yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, this is what I'm doing to every single, and the sure. multiverse feels this. Sure, Metatron. Uh, makes sense. Uh, and then Mrs. Coulter gets in her TARDIS and flies back to Asriel. She's very, um, she's become very proficient with driving this thing. She like, is. It's, it's she is. It's she's, no, a, she's a professional. 
When um, she gets back, see, okay, there's time and space is really fake here because yeah. she gets back very fast. It's basically the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Where they were travel, they were basically teleporting place yeah. to place. Yeah, because she got back to Asriel very fast. If she got back to Asriel faster than the witch got back to, yeah, yeah, that's it's pretty fast. And she was in a like different world, technically, I guess in this scenario. Because the, Republic, the Republic, the Republic, is there? A, I don't fucking. know. We don't know where it's at because he went to a different world to get the a Gunway. A Gunway, yeah, and now he's back in his world. Now he's back in this like Republic world that he's found, and it's yeah. Anyway, okay. So yes, it's in a different world. Um, but so and then we get the um one of the one of the more interesting scenes in this episode, I think, is Mrs. Coulter telling Azrael that Lyra's dead, which is what she believes. So. It played out the way that I thought. Though. It played out exactly how yeah, you'd yeah, expect yeah. it to. Yeah, expect Asriel it. does not care. Yeah, yeah. What killed me? <laughs> what killed, so he's he's tinkering. He's building another. He's building another gadget. Yeah. He's got he's got wrenches. So he's building something. He said it's something a, a new weapon basically okay. for for this war. So he's talking about how and to be clear, us the audience, we have just seen this abyss open up. Five seconds ago. Correct. It's just happened. And he's sitting there tinkering with a whole machine that he's got in front of him, which I guess is maybe the same machine he had before. It's, uh, maybe it was the intersection. Just modified, yeah. And he's like, uh, I know what the, this thing is, um, and I found a way to harness it. Bitch, it's been there for five seconds. What do you mean you found he's, a way to harness it? He is it? A, a genius level uh, tinkerer. You didn't Apparently, know that. Yes. And he's the fucking Flash. Uh, well, I mean, all he did was just modify something that he had already, though. It was five seconds ago. How does he understand what he's looking at? It's as if you cooked a pizza, <laughs> I came in with a sausage, and you're like, boom, I know what to do with this. Let oh me cut God. that up and throw it on my pizza. Except if I didn't know what a sausage was and but didn't you know saw it was me, edible. I came in, and you saw me chomping on the sausage. But how did he know? How did he know? He didn't go down None first? Of this, no, that's no, not until much okay, later in the right, episode. Right. So none of that many sense. But so he's tinkering. Uh, Coulter comes in, and you can tell she's upset because she's not wearing makeup. Uh, or she's she's TV show not wearing makeup. Yeah, I was about to say she was wearing makeup. So she's TV show not wearing makeup. Um, and she tells she tells Azrael that Lyra's dead. And what kills me is his response. First of all, he doesn't really care. But then he looks at her, and he says, well, if that's true, I'm very sorry for you. He, his own daughter, I'm very sorry for your loss. He's, he, it, it's, there's no love me. there. I don't understand. So, that, and, and I would question, or it begs the question of why did he care in the first place, like in season one? Right. Well, what was the purpose? If you're showing fair, this nonchalant. No. Other than, uh, well, he didn't want her to die. That kind of was the. the but she's died, and now and it's like. I guess the argument there would be that he didn't want to kill her. That's maybe as much as he cares. He didn't want to be the one to kill her. Okay. Yeah. But if she's dead, he has much bigger things to worry about. Because that's basically what he tells her. He's like, everything that I'm doing here is so much more important than Which that. Which I still don't understand what you think you're doing. Rebellion. Uh, against <laughs> what, bro? You you haven't even where's the enemy? I got nothing. All right then. I, I don't know what we're doing in the TV show, but uh, he he could not care less. The other thing that struck me in this uh, that I think I asked you about at the time is that Mrs. Coulter says that they used her DNA to find yeah, her. I'm like, said, do they, they know, know the what DNA? DNA? Yeah. I don't think they know what DNA it's, is. It stands for something different. <laughs> Dust numerical. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Just throw assignment. angels in there or something. I don't know. They're they're dust numerical assignments. Yeah. Boom. And so, it makes sense. Yeah. It actually, in the context yeah. of this, it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, and she immediately blames him because she she says that um, Metatron came down. Like, she had stopped the bomb. Metatron came down, 
he set it off as a response to what Azrael had done. So if Azrael had not done this, their daughter would be alive. She blames him. She'll never forgive him. And it's, I, I mean, I think all of their, their scenes kind of carry a lot of it just because they're both really, really good actors. Well, how does she but know he, um, how Lyra died? Quote, unquote. How, how does she, she knows the bomb like went that? off. Yeah, but, oh, so she, okay. She knows the bomb went off. She knows it was targeting Lyra because she finds the hair that was in it. So she knows it was still targeting her. Okay, okay, okay. And that's when she asks Pavel if Lyra's alive. Um, I tell you, none of this happens in the book. So when she, when, when the bomb goes off, what happens to Mrs. Coulter? How, does she even think that it's So Mrs. Coulter thinks Lyra died. Um, but at this point, if I remember correctly, she's back with Azrael very quickly. Um, and one of the first things she does is ask Azrael's alethiometrist what happened. So she spends probably a couple days thinking Lyra was dead. How did she get out of the uh, magisterium? No, none of this was happening in the magisterium. Oh, okay. So okay. remember, they they had to go to a separate uh, hydroelectric plant, place. and How'd then there she was get a whole past battle. All the guards? So there was a whole kind of battle esque that kind of went down in that area um, that she used the confusion of to get out of, and then some. Who the fuck found her? Somebody found her, and they flew her away. I can't remember who the hell it was now, but there's like there's a whole fight scene we missed. Okay. Essentially, okay. with all of that. Um, so okay, she spends so maybe a couple few days thinking Lyra's dead. And then when she gets back to Azrael's base, she asks his alethiometrist. So Azrael also has an alethiometrist. And she's like, I'm sure you've been following what's going on. I'm sure you're aware. So can you tell me? And he's spent a number of days trying to figure out, like, just asking questions. What, what, you know what? I can see them cutting that person out of yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah, that's not really important. But in the book, you've got an answer, man, for anything you want to be told. It just takes some time. It takes days and or weeks or sometimes months. We're not on a time schedule here. <laughs> we're, we, we don't have, it's not like the. And he can ask one question at a time. That's fine. We're not on a time schedule here. What are, what are we talking about? Right, but what do you what do you want to know? Everything. Okay, but you can't I, do that. I'm in because a, it's going to take him six months to find well, an then answer it to it one takes, question. It takes him six months. It took me a long time to even figure out that dust was a thing and how to get there, right? I've got nothing but time. Nobody's at the enemy. There's no enemies at the gate. Right? Yes, there are. Who? So in the book, there's angels. Uh, Metatron's angels are, like, out and about and just around attacking. Okay. See, I'm only going from the context of the yeah. show, and there's nobody after me. Because in the, if, you, if we go back to the beginning of the season, um, when uh, Balthamos and what's-his-face, the two angels that separated and the one went yeah. to Azrael, on his way trying to get to Azrael, he gets attacked by Metatron's angels, and that's why he dies. Yeah. So they're just out and about there, around, they're attacking... So they are on something of a time limit. They don't I, have unlimited time. I feel like before I'm even, because it probably took him some time to get the alethiometer, right? Like, I don't know when he got the alethiometrist. Sometime between, um, in that in-between time, between the second book when we never saw him and oh, getting to the third, he, uh, the same way he acquired his counsel, like a Gunway and the Galavespians. And it's just another one of those things that he acquired along the way. I'm like, if I got answers and I'm not on this schedule, then I'm, I'm going to take my time. That way my efforts aren't in vain. I can ask the right questions, get the right answers, in a number of weeks and or days and or and or months. I can take my time with this. You really can't. I can. You cannot. Because there's there's no In the context of the show, there's no sense of urgency. Yeah, there's no well, there's no reason for urgency, I should say. 
I mean, sense of urgency, yes, as well. But there's no real reason for uh, for any of it to happen so far. Like there's, there's nothing. A large part of it as well, I think, is centered around the fact that when Asriel, going back to season one, when Asriel opens up the portal for the first time, he starts this chain of events where suddenly it is urgent because people are trying to kill him. The Magisterium is trying to kill I, him. I, Everything I, is happening now. I would have appreciated a life inside the everyday norm first from his perspective before he realizes this isn't right. Right. And I need to break out of the Matrix or whatever. Right. I would have, like the movie The Matrix. Yes. I got to see Neo and how things were. And then somebody came to him and be like, what you think isn't, isn't. So did he just come upon these ideas on his own? He had to have some proof out there or somebody external tell him. So by right? the time the book starts, he's already like well into all of his research and his thoughts on this. Because we're seeing it through Lyra's eyes. Yeah. We don't know where all that came from. but Maybe we would have got that in that. That Maybe in our mystery Asriel episode yeah. that we'll never see. That would have that would have helped a lot though, honestly. We we could just blame everything on them. We're like, you know what? It could have been in the Asriel episode. Everything that's missing, it could have been in the Asriel episode. Been in the Maybe Asriel we got episode. a dust explanation in the Asriel episode. Yeah. So all of that's going on. Um, we see a little bit of the aftermath of the bomb going off in the land of the dead. It's very dramatic. Everybody's on the ground. Oh my god, bomb went off. I it don't is what it is. You're dead already. What do you what do exactly? You, care? you guys are dead. And and you made the the, the comment that like well. The rocks would have just fallen through them. They're yeah, ghosts. They're in the book, they're just ghosts. Like, I can see, uh, um, I can't remember the boy's name. Roger. Roger, you know, looking for Lyra, be like, hey, where are you at, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm all right, but you're still corporeal. You could be hurt. It was basically, like, in the book, it's basically like an earthquake. Okay. It's like a small earthquake. Will opens the, he like opens it and tosses the hair and closes it. And the bomb is so powerful that even though it's in a different world, they do feel like an earthquake where they are. Mm, okay. Um, but that's essentially it. So is it across the multiverse that it's felt? Uh, maybe. Like, would we just think it's an earthquake over here? Like yeah. a little small? Yeah, if you felt yeah. anything. Okay. So this is the point where, because we're kind of switching back and forth a lot. This is the point where Azrael decides to go spelunking. Far away from Stom So far away from his demon, who's standing at the top of this. And how Well Nothing matters. Nothing matters. And you didn't you didn't figure out who's uh voicing Stelmaria. Oh no, I didn't look it up. No, nothing uh matters in this world anymore. Um the subtle knife doesn't matter, the alethiometer doesn't matter. Um the the idea of the amber spyglass does not matter. (laughs) The amber slab of of glass does not matter. And the idea of your demon being connected to you doesn't doesn't matter. Because he's just he's just belaying far, far, far away from her. Well, okay, so later on in the episode, there's a line that had me think maybe as adults, some people push those barriers and just ignore the pain. Not really, but Okay. Well, I mean that's the best I can She's think weird. Of. That's that's I would not extrapolate that to everybody. I'm extrapolating that to at least I would those not two. Stri- but yes, just those two because they're weird. the weird ones. But then um, that's when we see, we start to get a little bit of an idea of what's going on in the abyss because Ruta Scotty's demon flies over it, starts losing its dust. But that I don't understand. She was so far away from. She's a witch. No, no, no. I don't, her demon was so far away from the abyss and it oh, got sunk in. Oh, because it was flying in. over it. Stel Maria was looking right down at I it. Why know. didn't her face get pulled in in the same way? I would argue. That she was closer <laughs> to the void than the uh, uh, whatever the other demon's name, There's Edward no or whatever. For you. 
Sergey. Sergey. Not there even go. close. There, I couldn't remember what it was. A bald ego. Uh, eagle. <laughs> it was it was a bald, bald ego. <laughs> a little Freudian slip there, yes. Mr. Baldy. I'm not bald. Yes, you are. I have thinning hair. If anything, you are. You're bald uh, right now. You have no hair. This is hair it's on not. my head. You have stubble on your head. Uh, it's. It's a crew cut, everybody? It is not a crew cut. Yes, it is. It is not. It is literally a crew cut. Anyway, Rudy Scotty fucking dies. That was, um, yeah, I mean, eh. I didn't have enough time with her. No. So you know who seemed care. really upset about it? A Gunway. When you're the only two black people apart of I was all. thinking the same thing. I was like, are we supposed to believe that they have like a deep connection because they're the only I two black people I would have been here? emotional, too. Don't leave me <laughs> with all these white people. I'm going to die next. <laughs> Why do we always die first in these situations? It's a great question. Wow. Where are all of his people? They're around. They're just not are wearing they? the same clothes anymore. Because mm. now they have uh, Azrael's people. Because he's clothes. an African king. Is he an so African king? Or is he just some type of rebellion leader? I mean, he's an African king. He's not a king. I'm sorry, my guy. I'm just saying. Wait a minute. How many? Yes. I'm trying to think of how many black people have we offed in this freaking series. Uh, the Master of Jordan College is still alive. Is he, though? As far as we know. Yeah, is he? We haven't seen him in two they seasons. Got, they got ransacked. Yeah. The last time we saw them, they got ransacked by yeah. the Magisterium. I'm I'm sure they wiped out the, the college. Wow. You I'm know. sure everybody in the college has to be. They have to be dead. Yeah, I got another. You guys screwed us over. You didn't You didn't roll with the... And then they. you already tell me from season one, they were on the, the edge with them, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's wipe out time. Wow. If you were so uh, flippant on wiping out a whole group of witches... <laughs> On a whim. Don't tell me you wouldn't take out some professors. To be fair, they think the witches are blasphemous or something. The, isn't the college is on that? Yeah, they're that, They're close. teetering, they're yeah. close. They produced Asriel, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. And Lyra. And Lyra. So, yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all dead. They're all dead. Wow. If, they, if there's a scene at the end of this whole thing... Where whatever happens in this aftermath, and we see them walking out and looking at the sky, <laughs> I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be upset. They're like, no, you guys are all dead. You're all dead. Speaking of people who are dead, Lyra should be in the in the world of the dead. Yes. she and Will having some intrusive thoughts, looking down into this abyss. So I thought, is that something that like the abyss calls? Them? No. No. Okay. I don't know what we're doing there. Yeah. Yeah. That I thought it was like a thing. Like it's like, hey, these this void wants to absorb everything that is life. So they, you looking down into it, mm-hmm. maybe draws you into it from its, you know. Sure, let's its, go with that. Lore. I have no answer for you. Okay, all right. I have no answer for you. Why, why put these scenes in there? I don't fucking know. Maybe for, <coughs> excuse me, maybe foreshadowing the the fall the, later. The fall later. I don't fucking know. You gotta have some answers. I have no Jeez. answers. I'm flying blind on a lot of this because like we're, you are. we're not just going to keep making up <laughs> reasons. Clearly we are. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Well, they they don't jump they don't fall into the abyss, but they do take the biggest biggest leap. They make a running start to this huge chasm yeah. that they're going to jump over. It was a 1 foot leap. Barely. It was a puddle in the street everybody yeah. You could have you could have yeah. taken a large step over it. Will could have put his jacket over it as a gentleman <laughs> just so people know where to jump over. That's all you know that's what it, Okay, so moments like these mm-hmm. where they build up the music, yeah. they show the characters. Are these like big moments in the book? No, I don't know what the fuck that okay. was. Cuz that, that's why I was wondering. I was like, okay, maybe this is a scene in the book where it's like No, I don't think that there's any point cuz they're on this road to up essentially. But I don't think there's any point where they have to, like, jump over a break in the road or anything. So then it was just, yeah. Because the big moment on the road is the fall. 
So this was just an interesting. And then we've got like Roger and Will having like weird vibes. That to me though is the truest thing though. <laughs> that is that yeah. Like no, I'm her best yes. friend. I'm her best friend. Yes. I was her best friend, Roger, in the life. Yeah. I died. All right. I'm still her best friend. I don't know who you've met her for three He's days. Like, now I've cemented myself in that position. You can never overcome me. Honestly, though, he I mean, Will has known her for, for months now. No. So He's it's known her it's, for like two months, weeks, maybe. Months now. Couple of so, weeks. So I mean, I, I, I would see that. But yeah, I mean, Roger should be jealous. Rightfully so. I, I mean, hey. Honestly, she came down to the underworld for you, so I mean that's that's. She came down lot. to the underworld just to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot. So you know he can get over it. I still wouldn't though. But they they've got weird vibes with each other. So I'm dead. Wow. Like your dad killed me. I can I can never forgive you for that. You can't forgive her for her father killing you. You knew. Wow. You knew. Well, there. I I don't know what happened here because I just wrote the bullet point stories. Yeah, remember we're talking about the 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 bird. Uh, we're not there yet, though, which is why I was. So what the hell did you write stories? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think this might have been when they so like uh, Roger and Lyra and Will and Lee are all walking together. Oh, they're just and then talking he's like, about he's things. like, oh, York is this bear, and Will's like, I know, I bet him. Yeah, we, yeah we're yeah. acquainted. Yeah, yeah. We we know each I other. Liked it. I liked it. I'm here for the bickering. I'm here for yes. It was an interesting little dynamic we've got going there, but uh, up in the up in the land of the living. So we've, we've got this whole thing with uh, Ruta Scotty going down. Serafina changes direction and gets there real quick. Slightly goes to the left, yes. Uh, yeah, she, she makes a, a slight t- turn in her in her wind and immediately threatens to kill Asriel, wants to know what happened. Uh, should have killed Asriel. Would have been well suited to do so. Because, I mean, what do we need him for? I mean, and uh, in the show, uh, tinkering. What do we need him for in the book right now? He's still he's still running it. There's still a lot going on in the book. Okay, there's still a lot going on in the book. I'm not gonna tell you anything that's going on. I, in the book I understand I don't know what they're doing. But. but you said we have a king. Yes, he can lead an army, but not like Azrael can. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Everything that has gone wrong has because <laughs> is because of that guy. She should have offed him and then been like, "Look, you're the king now. Wow, you're the king. What look do you want me. us to look do? Look at me. I'm the captain exactly. now. Exactly. It should have been that. And then. It makes more. He seems like he has a more noble cause. A little bit for this war. A little bit, and in the context of the show, yes. Minus all the the uh, hubris from from just like, well, I have to do this. It must my cause is more greater than everything else. So yeah, give it to that guy, and then be like, he's he's almost akin to Killmonger in Black Panther. Wow. I will almost, almost. Wow. Not fully, mm-hmm. but almost. As a leader, that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I've, I've spoken my piece. So, <laughs> up in the land of the living, you've got Ruta, uh, not Ruta Scotty, because she's dead. You've got Serafina coming yeah. in hot. Um, again, more things that just aren't in the book, so I'm kind of just, I'm along for the ride. She not die? Uh, Ruta, Ruta Scotty does not die this way. Because I think, and I should have, I meant to look this up before we started recording. I'm trying to think if Ruta Scotty was the one who uh, Will killed because she killed his father. I thought you said it was another witch. It was a witch. I can't remember who it was, though. And I don't know if it was Ruta Scotty. I can't remember what the fuck happens to Ruta Scotty at this point, honestly. Okay. She might be dead. I don't know. But I've, she does die, at least. I think so. That's why I'm, I, I think my previous statement was correct. They had bullet points. Ruta Scotty must <laughs> die. 
I don't care how I get here. here. Yeah, I don't care how I get here. Straight bullet, I don't care. But (laughs) we get this interesting, the reason I bring it up is because we get this interesting line from Asriel that what happened to Ruta isn't necessarily that she died. It was so much worse than that. It was that, like, all the dust was sucked from her demon, pulled down into the abyss. So she's not even, like, she's just gone. Like but the it's, a, way it's that not a foreign concept, though, because we got that from the kids and the people in whatever the but middle world didn't was. Care about them. Well, yeah, but no, but I got, the, I got, I got yes. the concept. So when, whenever he was explaining that to her, I was like, yeah, yeah I know yeah, exactly yeah. what happened. Been, been there, done that. But actually, hold on, no, because they were just walking around. Whenever they got their yeah, when their demons were cut, they're just like soulless zombies. She just died. Though. She well, because she's an adult. That's what happens every when you cut somebody's demon from them as an adult, it kills them. No, no, I was talking about the. The, where they got the knife from. Remember those people? Yes. How they were zombified, basically? Yeah, because of the specters. Yeah. I was thinking that's the same thing that happened to them. Gotcha. Okay. To her. Like, the, whatever magical thing that specters do to people, when your mm. when your dust goes in, or your... I guess uh, similar, but different. Similar, but worse. But the only difference is with them, they're they still die. moving around. Yeah. And with her, she's dead. Yeah. So... All said and done, she's dead. Yeah. Peace okay. out, Ruta Scotty. Rest in peace. We weren't... We weren't attached. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but also at this point. Um, you got to stop writing where are we going. <laughs> That's not even a good bullet point to, to figure out where we're at. <laughs> it's just Aaron's looking at my notes where it just says all caps, where is he going? Um, oh, I know what that was too. Okay. So we get Mrs. Coulter and she goes into a good way and she's like, where's the craft? I'm ready to leave. Like it belongs to her or something. If you think about her track record with going anywhere she wants. <laughs> Then yeah, why wouldn't she approach every situation as I'm ready to go now? She's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to leave this place. She's literally gotten everything she's wanting with no, wanted with no explanation. I had Stephen, our good friend, ask me how did she start controlling those specters in the other world, and you know what I asked, told him? I said the same way that Wolverine regenerates. She's an X Men. <laughs> I have does. no idea. I don't. She just did, she and just now they're did. gone because. That seemed like that'd be a, a good power to have, maybe. So, you know how I've talked multiple times about how charming Mrs. Coulter is and how we miss out on that? Correct. She literally talks to the specters. That's how she gets them on her side. But still, why aren't they still there with her? It's a great question. That's a weapon for me. I'm taking that everywhere I go. You're seeing a swarm of specters around my head, and you talk funny to me in some way? Oh, Specter. Yeah, specter. Boom. One specter. Yeah. So she gets real upset. Uh, Agunwe is empathetic toward her daughter dying. He does seem to care a little bit more than, than Asriel does. In the book, because it makes sense in, this, in, the, in the series why he would be empathetic, because his daughters. Yeah. In the book, does he have daughters or anything like that? No. So there's no conversation between these two? Nope. Okay. No, yeah, everything everything pretty pretty much is entirely new with Agunwe here. There's really nothing. they've, they've Which is fine. He's an easy character to rewrite because there's not a ton going on with him in the book. Um, it's just an odd choice that they've made in a couple of these places. But so she gets upset. He tells her that Azrael took the craft because he went somewhere. Um, and then she just yells at her demon again and is like, come on, let's go. And the demon leaves. Where is he going? Bounces. You two are connected. Where is he going? One, they're not. Uh, two, we still haven't heard him say anything. We have not. If at the end of all of this, Emma, he doesn't utter one word. <laughs> Because I thought, I thought there was a time I know exactly where he was going to say, when he was going to be like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I would have been gra- gra- like, what fine with that. What voice do you think he has? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If Carrot Top voiced him, I don't care. Just say something. <laughs> Everybody else says something. 
how do you not say something? I thought, okay, years of trauma, years of 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 being neglected and mm-hmm. beaten and all that stuff would make you silent. That's fine. This makeup <laughs> that they have should have had you utter something like, I don't know, you know not not sorry, because he should never be sorry for no. anything. But like, I accept your apology or right. something like that. Like, come on, this is this is. So anime esque, because there is a character in one of my favorite anime that um, that shuts off like they have connections with their swords basically. These in this anime, and there's one character that's like, I, my sword isn't anything. I, it's a tool for me to use. And then finally, after years and years of fans being like, are we ever going to get an explanation about these? Everybody has a sword. Talks to them. Finally, it it happens, and it's so jarring to him. He's like, who's talking? <laughs> like, who's who's saying anything? And she's like, I've been yelling for this whole time, and you just couldn't hear me. So that's what I was expecting from this. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't speak. My the, her monkey could not speak. Was he silent or was he silenced? Silenced. I feel like you're missing the joke. We're on different sides of TikTok. I yeah, we probably did. You are. not get the Oprah? No. Wow. Well, somebody in the audience can get that. Yeah. I no. hate you. That was funny. You didn't send it. That to me. That was funny. I'm sorry. All right. Sorry. He was silenced, though, in the word, yes, because TikToks. he was so aggressive. that can't believe that didn't land. Didn't. I hate you. Well. We're going to move on. <laughs> so, yeah, he starts walking into some other room, apparently, whatever. So, in the Land of the Dead, Lyra finally asks about Will's father. We finally get, like, the barest notion of she's like, are you going to find your dad down here? And then Will's just like, eh, I don't know that we're going to find him. And as will become very clear throughout this episode... The reason we've changed Will's father's storyline 100% is because of Andrew Scott's scheduling conflicts. Is your theory. A hundred, I am correct. Is your theory. Either, you Googled that? Either he had a scheduling <laughs> conflict or he fucking hated everybody in this cast and refused to be in the I same mean, that room could be a them. thing because you've seen that in shows before. And he just refused to be in the same room as any of them except Will. That, I, I would prefer that. <laughs> I would prefer that. Because that's, I mean, that's the only way any of this makes sense. I think... Andrew Scott had some serious. I don't know what he was filming I, at this I will, point. I will. I will probably agree most likely because his hair is different and everything like yes. that. Like he cut his hair and all that stuff, so he's probably on a whole different show. Like if he had a mustache, like he was Henry Cavill, and right? Friggin', then yeah, make more sense. But like that scene of them, of because it doesn't happen right after that. Because I no, know it the, the show cuts yeah. so freaking many times. But that scene felt so out of place. Yes, like it was a. It made no sense. Yeah, it made it, it seemed like it was a side quest for. So at this for point, Will. Lyra's finally asking about Will's father. Um, he should. I would have written it where as soon as she asked about the father, he could have just been like, oh, "I totally forgot about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." <laughs> just like he forgot yeah, about just, me my whole life. Yeah, exactly. Like whatever. Um, I mean, he got shot right in front of you, so you yeah. owe him a little bit of that because eh. he saved your life. Eh. He saved your life. Eh. What do you mean? <laughs> You're not gonna feel some type of like debt towards the person that took a bullet. No, it does not People, just happen. It happens. <laughs> it does what not. What was just weird happen. to me about this is that um, so in the book, this makes a little bit more sense because it happens, I think, more slowly. But Will says, like Lee's, like, oh, what's your father's name? We can find him. He says, my father's name is John Perry. That is not the name that Lee Scoresby knew him yeah. by. He knew him by Jopery, Jopery. Yeah, yeah. Jopery, essentially the it's shaman. It's a Tom Riddle thing. And Lee immediately thinks John Perry. 
Jobbery. I know your father. How the fuck did you just make that connection? I mean, it kind of. That this random kid from a different world that you've never met. That has the knife. That has the knife, but this completely random person. But he knew that the shaman And needed... it just did. It was a, such a stupid. You don't I even need see. to put that in there. I can see how he got it to A to B. It was dumb. I can see how he got to A to B. That. It was, it was the, he's the shaman. The shaman had, or wanted the knife to get to the knife bearer to get to. He, he, I can see how. No. Okay. Unless, there, unless this is Britain and there's 12 people in the world. I mean, there's only 12 people in the afterlife. You saw Ridiculous. how many extras there were, and they had to CGI the rest of them. And then Lee starts talking about, like, I might have a way to summon him. We never came That's back to that. That's the thing, yeah. We, we never did. came back to that. What the fuck was he, he talking about? he kept pulling something on his, like, necklace and stuff, so I was like, does he have, like, a whistle? I don't know. But <laughs> he goes, he goes, I might have a way to summon him. And he's like, walking. we never come back to that. Why we do you need that? To. I don't when know. did you separate from him to no where you would need clue. that? Like the witches, they gave you something, right? Which you forgot about yes. until I guess they can write it off by saying he always forgets about the way to communicate I guess, to people. But damn, that's a little touching for people that you know that are watching. Like, oh, did you forget about you know to call your mother? Yeah. Or did yeah? See, so in in the book, um, Lee and John Perry are together the entire time. So when they find Lee, they find John at the same time. And then they have um, the conversation. And then right they off have the bat. that hall. Like that's just where they are. Okay. So that all gets to happen. And th- now looking back on the season, because one of the things that I've been asking every episode is like, what are we doing with Will? Why isn't Will worried about his father? I wonder if we wor- wrote out that entire thing because of the they knew mm. what was going to happen with they were only going to get one scene out of Andrew Scott. I don't know, but it was weird. Would you have rather them? get rid of all the high named actors in lieu of giving you those 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 things that they probably sacrificed for that um i mean if if it came down to i would rather have would i rather have andrew scott or would i rather have all of the correct john perry scenes i'd rather have or the correct adam john scott <laughs> andrew scott or <laughs> or adam or scott adam those scott. are two very different actors i know that but w- money wise but They're it's very fine. different. I yeah. would, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind um, if we got. Ri- I just found a weird pocket on my little. Sorry, I'm also messing with. There's like a really soft, um, like seat back thing right next to me, and it's very tactile, and I keep touching it, and I just found a weird pocket on it. Anyway, um, we're gonna know, leave all that in. Any, no, we're yeah, gonna leave all didn't of that in. Know any of that. <laughs> um, no, and it's like I just. Yeah, I think it's an unfortunate. I, I wonder if there's anything like written about it, like if they did interviews about it. About Andrew Scott's you scheduling conflict, any. I haven't looked at anything. Okay, all right. But and I think I think in throughout this episode that becomes really obvious that like that was the issue, and okay. if that's not the issue, I have a lot of questions. But yeah, so Lee decides like I can summon him, and then we just cut away to Azriel, who has gone to find Yorick Burnison. Very fast. He took the. I mean, we got that before. Um, what's his name? Ungunye said because uh, Agunye says Azriel left took it yeah and then we come back and he left to go see Yorick yeah okay first of all how the fuck did you find him you don't know where they are I got nothing for that you one. got nothing yeah nothing for it's that Game one. of Thrones season 8 they're just teleporting places this is in the book though right no really no so I don't know what we're doing that was yeah that made no sense why would he even think to go to see great fucking question did he know that she was last with him? No. I don't know why uh, Azrael. In the context of the show, I guess he's just looking for more soldiers. I don't know why okay. now he decided okay. it was a great time to go find them. But he goes to find them. Um, York immediately knows who he is. Bitch slaps him across the tundra. As as he should have. It was a, it was a as good a lot moment. of people should have. It was a great moment. 
Um, and then when he's asking about, like, why shouldn't I kill you, he brings up Lyra. And I feel like if you were trying to use Lyra to get on York's or get York on your side in vengeance, he really didn't go about that reveal very well. He kind of very quickly reveals that she's gone and you should avenge her. But, like, it was just a weird scene. We, we, uh, we've established in this story, though, for the longest, um, that Asriel's stupid. <laughs> and he isn't the greatest tactician. No, he's just not a tactician. <laughs> that's, that's what that is. He's just not a tactician. The most that he's... And he hasn't even fooled anybody. Like... I would love to see the scenes, and it's it's in the it's in the the, the missing episode uh, of how he acquired anyone. Great question. Onto his side. To be fair, the book also doesn't do that, but it's good. I mean, it's we, fine. I think we just realized that he's just not great at <laughs> all this. Well, what's weird about this this scene is that we get this so that Azriel can get the information that Lyra is alive. Because um, Yorick is the one that tells him that Lyra went of her own free will to the land of the dead. And what exactly it is, that it's not heaven, it's not hell, and that it's just this endless, this everlasting prison, this purgatory. Does he know all that? Because he knows that they went. So, actually, that was my question. If that lore is privy to him and the bears, does that just mean humans didn't know jack about anything? So, Lyra and Will left from York to the land of the dead. Yeah. So, like, the fact that he knows that's where they went makes sense to me. What's weird is, like, him knowing what the Land of the Dead was because they didn't even know when they left. Well, that's why I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, How the fuck did he know that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that any species and races outside of just humans has a better connection to the universe Apparently. than humans do. Because witches, they have their perspective. They know about multiple worlds. Mm-hmm. They knew before everybody. So I was thinking, okay, the bear, because But even only if he one. knew, why didn't he say anything to Lyra and Will before they went? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Where did he get this information? I don't know. He should have oh went with him. Oh, my God. He should have went with him. So not only do we get Yorick suddenly knowing things out of nowhere, but Asriel hears this information, and he says, he, he comes to the conclusion that there's no heaven, there's no hell. That was all a lie. It's just a prison. He says, my daughter is staging a prison break. How the fuck did you jump so to that conclusion? There, there's a lot of just give me answers, or I get the yes. answers in this episode. Um so it's the fucking office space jump to conclusions, Matt. It sure and is. Azrael's playing goddamn hopscotch, and he's—I mean—he's landing on the right spots. Clearly, what book was it that you the were Kingdom reading? The Kingdom of the Cursed. <laughs> I was just gonna say it, the book that I just DNF. <laughs> Kingdom of the Cursed by Carolina Skalka was one of the absolute worst books that I read last year, and when I finished it, I was trying to explain it to you. Yes. Um, and I couldn't. I was like, I finished this book 30 seconds ago, and I cannot explain to you the plot because the character just makes assumptions and they turn out to be right for no apparent reason. And here we are. And here we are. Yep. And that book was shit. And then I just read the third book, and I DNF'd it 100 pages in because it was bad. Total honesty with you. Mm-hmm. You not reading the rest of that book makes me want to read it a lot Please more do. <laughs> Don't even read the first two. Just read the third one. I mean, I feel like I, I wouldn't read the first two because I already know where everything's going. I don't yeah. like prequels, and that would technically be a prequel to me. So I would just go right into the third just one. Just get the audiobook. Check it out um, on Hoopla. Is it? I'm sure it is. Oh, then, yeah, I might do that. I it's actually might do that. It heinous. might be the second book of this year. I have another one that's lined up, but, yeah, it might be the second Yeah, one. you can let me know what happens. Um, I, oh, I will. <laughs> Oh, I will. That's a Carrie Maniscalco, Carrie yes. with two R's and an I. I don't care about how you spell the person's name. And so you can <laughs> I will find get it. the. I will get. I got. The, I know the name of it. Anyway, now that Azrael's jumped to that conclusion, 
Uh, we cut back to Lyra where the intrusive thoughts win and she falls into the abyss. She does. The powers of the abyss, as we've previously uh, established, yep. uh, pulls her down. Yes. The powers of the dark side. I don't know why we did that. Um, because how else is she going to fall? She just falls. It's slippery. I thought you said they were on one road, though. Yeah. But it's like, so this thing that they've got where they're like, they're on this walkway and there's like a drop off next to them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's basically what they're walking on at this well, point. Stay closer to the wall. What are you? She slips. Okay, nah. And it's and funny because in the book, she even, the way that it's worded is as she starts to fall. And I think I just read you this line, which is why I remember it. Is she's like, at first it was annoying and then it was almost comical. Like, how silly is this? That, like, I'm just going to mm. fall like this? Yeah. Okay. And she does. She slips. And the ghosts try to catch her and they can't because they can't well, touch duh, her. Duh, guys. What are so you they, guys like, doing? reach for her, but they can't touch her. Will can't reach her and she's just falling. And then in comes the harpy that grabs her. For what? We'll get there. We'll get there. At this point in the show, yeah, you're right. There's no reason. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You hate these people. Yeah. Why am I saving you now? So I guess a little bit of what we got, because there's there's more that goes into the relationship between Lyra and the Harpies here. Um, there's a little bit more in the book, and it's just it makes a little bit more sense because um, it's the same amount of time. But you saw a little bit in the last episode when Lyra was telling stories the harpies were clearly interested. Like, they were listening. They, they they were interested by whatever was happening. Well, yeah, they feed off of the scraps of people's memories, yes. right? Yeah, so I, I, I would get that, yeah. And so, No Name, as we're calling her at this point, No Name <coughs> likes that. She's never heard anything like that. And so when Lyra starts to fall, she saves her. Okay. And so that's kind of just why. And then there's a little bit more... Um, they become a little bit closer. They're clearly a little bit more, a little bit more friendly in the book than they are in the show. But in the show, we get I don't none fucking of know. That. And then she's still mean to her. Like she's still mean and scary. That's why when they were having that rapport back and forth, I was like, "You're gonna have to calm down like, with this growling for a second. Yeah, yelling. I'm and trying to give you a, a present here that you've never had before. You just saved my and life. Like, so in the show, Lyra being like, "Oh, let me give you a name," really comes out of nowhere and doesn't seem to make a lot of sense because you're just like, "No, oh, it didn't. It okay. made sense to me because she got a name from York." I mean, I guess. And it was uh, something that is like, I would think, and this is probably speciesist, mm. that that's how creatures, they they hold more value with names than objects. So when York gave her a name, that was a high esteem. Yes. That he saw himself like, this is the most valuable thing, you know, I can give you. So now she's thinking, this is another creature. What can I give it? Speciesist. No, it's not. It's... That's the logic. That was the jump. And as long, I mean, I guess if it made sense to you, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it made sense. Because, yeah, there's, there's enough context in there to get it. But, yeah, the harpy is much nicer to her in the book. There's also not a lot of – because, I mean, the, the harpy in, in the show is a little bit more monstrous than I think the one in the book is. It still just boobs out going. in front of these it's kids, It's still tits though. out. Really? It's, it's a tits out harpy, um, which, uh, honestly, HBO, come on. Come on. They had – Yes? Did they have – they, they had nothing. Ha- they no, just no, no, burned no, no. from the neck down. But no, 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 but I'm saying the scene where Lyra's taking a bath, she uh what's his name turned away. Yeah. So they're not they're gonna shy away from Wow. All, yeah, from nudity and stuff wow. like that. Is there a love scene between Asriel and uh Mrs. Coulter in the book? No, this is a children's book. Is it? Yes. Is it <laughs> yes. is it a children's book? It's a children's book that adults can also enjoy. I don't think it's a children's book. It is. You know how like when you watch kids' shows as an adult and you're like catching a bunch of stuff 
like jokes and things that are definitely not for the kids I, in the I, room. Yeah, SpongeBob is filled with that. Yeah, yeah similar yeah. concept. Uh, no, but they don't have child murder. <laughs> And that's a, a big, we're not in Kansas anymore as children. I know, cartoons have a lot of people getting hurt and dying. Who? Name one where the kids. There's a lot of violence. Tom and Jerry all the time. They don't die, though. But they, 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 get, they injured. get real close. Yeah, they get injured. This Same. person is straight up dead, dead now. <laughs> I don't understand how there's any, there's no forgiveness in, in Asriel's situation, for sure. Mrs. Coulter, either. Both I of mean, them should be pushed off of cliffs yeah. at the end of this series. If they do not sacrifice themselves for whatever purpose Cause at or, the end of this all yeah. thing, then Will should cut them both. <laughs> like, <laughs> both of them. slit and throat. Yes. Like, it had to be done. That's like what right. the sequel series is about, actually. Right. So now you spoiled it. You just yeah. told me that they're, they're going to live through this yeah. whole thing. Thanks. Uh, so... I guess what, yeah, so we've got Lyra giving Gracious Wings her name. Gracious Wings, yeah. Gracious Wings. Uh, it's very scary. It's a very scary moment. I don't know why she keeps yelling and hissing. It's very disturbing. Um, but you do get the idea that, like, the Gracious Wings is is happy to have the story. She's never heard anything like that. And Lyra makes the deal that you will lead people out of this world in exchange for hearing their stories. And that's a much bigger moment in the book. Like, in the show, it kind of just... But I got the over but it. no, I got the gravitas of that. It was yeah, I, like I told you. I said they're creating a whole new like system of system death. of yeah system of death right now. Yeah. That's big because like, what they're not they're not able to destroy this world of the dead. They yeah. can't get rid of this place. But what they can do is get you out of there. Yeah. So essentially, it's like it it is purgatory. It's like you you die, you get here, you keep telling your stories, and then they will lead you out. Yeah, and, and they will continue to. You know, thrive because that's what they feed on yeah. from the stories, and they'll tell anybody that gets there now, like, "Hey, you can get out of here." Yeah, just give me a good tale. Yeah, until millennia's later, when they've heard millennia it all. Millennia itself is plural. Oh, There's no me. s. Millennia later, um, they've heard everything because everybody's come through there. Everything under the sun. And now they're going to be the harshest critics <laughs> of stories. <laughs> that wasn't good enough. Three out of ten, you stay. They're just like, nah, nah. They lead you into a labyrinth. So, like, well, why'd you do that? Uh, no, there's a plot hole in there. Sorry. So, yeah. We get the importance of stories, which I, I think that was a, that's, I, like, even there's some gravitas to it in the show, but it just seems like a much bigger moment in the book. Um, they they put the spotlight on scenes that weren't, that didn't need it. Yes. Jumping across a little step. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that didn't need to have it. Well, and, like, back up in the Land of the Living, where Serafina and Mrs. Coulter have a conversation that honestly we really could have cut. It was a nice scene, I guess, but we really could have cut was that out. Was it a nice scene? It was. It was. I like. I see the the necessity of it. I guess I don't. Um, but it's really just Serafina and Mrs. Coulter bonding over dead children. This was. This was no, because we have two separate situations. <laughs> you chose to kill kids. My child was taken away from me by a disease. Yes. We have wholeheartedly we different. Are not the same. We are not the same. <laughs> I would have snapped her neck. You killed my sisters. You got to go. What we get out of this scene is self-awareness from Mrs. Coulter because she even says, like she, when, when um, Seraphine is like, you know, I understand that you love her. I understand this hurts you. She even says, she's like, I didn't love Lyra. Like I was never able to, I wasn't capable of it. I didn't, I, I was never her mother. I didn't know 
how to take care of her. I was selfish. And she's that's when she said, like, even my own demon rejects me. My own soul doesn't want anything to do with me. Like, I've never been capable of loving her like I should have. But so we get it. We get a level of self-awareness. And then Serafina talking about like, well, you like that doesn't have to be you. Like, look at what love did to you because you did. You did love her and it completely changed you as a person. You never would have thought like this before all of this. So what we get out of it is just character growth for for Coulter. I don't I don't, I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't, just just like that. I, I don't because it's like you didn't love this child for the longest. You did all these horrendous things, and then in three seconds of one person being like, oh, well, you loved her in that way. You just flipped the switch, and now it's all empathy and compassion. Well, I think it's not necessarily a flipped switch. I think it's been, like, she's been changing over a course of, like, a season and a half at this point um, in her motivations and what she's doing. Because before she, like, if you go back to the beginning, she didn't give a fuck about Lyra. And we've seen that change over the last couple of seasons. Um, it, to her, might feel like a flipped switch because she hasn't really been noting that change. And it also, takes Serafina being like, look at who you are now and look at who you were then. Uh, you're, not the, you're not that much of a different person. Well, One, you're not. You're not. What, what, how, why, do you, why do you love this child? Or why do you even care about this child it's her now? kid. I don't know. People are like that. Yeah, but people care instantaneously when not birth always. happens. Not always. But here's the thing. Whenever somebody doesn't care from the jump, it's like, this is a circumstance that I'm in. I'm in a bad place right now. I don't have the capacity to care for this child, Mm -hmm. you know. And we get, you know, different situations where adoption may happen or, you know, whatever happens. And then later on, when they're more in a stable place type of situation or something emotionally or financially or whatever may happen, then they're like, I missed out on this kid's childhood or blah, blah, blah. I want to reconnect with this child. Which they don't know Which is where Coulter's at now. She realizes she missed She's, out on Lyra's okay, life. Okay, but the previous thing that I said was when they begin stable. She has not <laughs> been stable this entire she's, time. She's more stable now than she was in when? season one. How? In, up here, up no. here, up in her head <laughs> No, she hasn't. She's, she's more, more now. unstable now. Like, no, she hasn't. She's even, not in a she has, cult anymore. She hasn't moved. She hasn't moved instability. I'll say she got out of Scientology. All she did was get out of one thing, <laughs> but she hasn't been. She's still been, you know, back and forth, devious about her ways yeah. and things. And that's fine. Whatever. That's your personality. Don't give me this. I got a room for you now, Lyra stuff. I well, I can love you. This is not. This is too out of left field for me to be like one conversation with the witch who you killed and tortured her people. You know that you're back on the right track. She should have been like, you know what, Mrs. Coulter? You did bad things. You tried to be a good mother in your own misguided way. Yeah. And then snapped her neck. <laughs> and <laughs> I was waiting moved, for that. And then moved on. Because honestly, if we're about to go into this next thing, I don't need a, 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 a wild card. Because her plan was to just hold this, this girl hostage. Yes. Forever. <laughs> as long as she needs like, to. Like, what is that? Forever. So I don't need you to be like, I my decision is better than this whole entire army's about my daughter. I get it. It's your daughter. You have claim to her in some in some form or fashion because it's your daughter. Right. But if we're trying to do something bigger, then you're not bringing anything to the table right now. You got to go. You got to go. Well, no. Yes. Simply no. Two people in this whole story should have been gone a long time ago for the greater good. 
and they're still around. They are still around. <laughs> That's they're and, very prominently around. And I feel like they're just being shoehorned <laughs> into this thing because logic is not taking over. Well, speaking of the other one, Asriel comes back from his little trip. Yes. And he's able to tell Mrs. Coulter that Lyra's alive. After, How wonderful. Yeah, after her wardrobe change. After her wardrobe change. Yeah, at this point, she's got, she's, she did her hair. She got her makeup done. She's feeling better. No. Uh, but no, she finds out Lyra's alive. Uh, she's a little reluctant to believe it at first because, again, it came, it came from Asriel and not, I don't know, the alethiometrist, which would have made yeah, her feel better. Yeah. Um, and he, he says something that I completely forgot. He's like, the Panzerbjorn can't lie. And I'm like, oh. I forgot about that. I mean, they gave you that. I they, totally yeah. forgot about that. But, uh, yeah, so he finds out from the, the Panzerbjorn, and he finally seems interested in his child, like, for the first time. I only think he's interested in his child because she still serves a purpose. Yeah, yeah, she serves a purpose to go against the thing he's going against. Yeah. So if if it was nothing else, if she just won a spelling bee. Correct. He wouldn't like, care. like, oh, she's alive and she won a spelling bee? Who cares? Who cares? I still have to do this thing. But since it... Kind it of aligns, aligns with what he's yes, doing. He yes. like suddenly is interested for the first time in her life. So there's no, yeah, there's that's not a redemption for him. There's, oh, it's not. It's yeah. not. It's just a notable like, oh, you care now. He doesn't care. He um, cares about what she's what's being done. But Mrs. Coulter brings up the fact that like you know he never believed the prophecy, the prophecy that she was Eve. He always thought it was ridiculous. He never believed in the concept. Uh, but Mrs. Coulter brings up she's like the witches believed that she was Eve and that she would defeat death. And like this is that coming to fruition. Like this is this is the witches were right. Like this is happening. But she didn't defeat death. Not she yet. Change some rules. I when you say defeat death, they walk through. They're back in the real world. There are. That's you reading a different. That's that's you reading defeat death as immortality. Yeah. Which is potentially what. Potentially what some people thought and what you would you would look at that and you would think, well, obviously this means immortality. Immortality is not feasible and is not possible and therefore this can't be real. But then you look back on it and you're like, I can see what she's doing now and I can trace it back to this being what – because prophecies are oft, often riddles. I, I get you. No, I, I, no, I get how it is. She is defeating – she's defeating what you thought the death was. The form of was. death that we yes, have in this exactly. world. exactly. But she didn't defeat – Capital D death is what I'm <laughs> saying. She just staved it off, or she just changed the course of right. What she defeated was the the death that is currently in place yes. to replace it with something else. Because I wonder, well, no, because yeah, you said they're coming from all over the place in that in that yeah. purgatory. They're they're not just from her world. They're from all over there. Yeah, because the the thing that connects all the universes is that the authority is above all of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this form of death is is the the death for all universes. Okay. So we've got that going on, um, and then Mrs. Coulter is like, we have to help her. Like, this is what we're doing now. Like, we have to help her do this. And then we cut back to another dad. We find Will's dad. Help her do what? Defeat death. Do whatever she she's it. doing. She did it already. I don't know. Whatever she's doing. I guess we'll find out. We'll find I, out. I was confused there, because I'm like, what are you guys helping? She legit is done. I guess we'll find out. We got two Don't come and left. try to put your name on the project after <laughs> I've done all the work. Like, what is this? So in in the, the world of the dead, um, Lee comes very mysteriously, peeks his head around a corner. He goes, Psst, "Come here, I got something for you." Yeah, I got something for you. Your dad's back here. You just got to walk down this dark hallway. That seems the very shadiest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life. He's like, "You got there's candy, there's yeah. candy in this van." Yeah, very sketchy. <laughs> so, yeah, very sketchy. I don't know. And this is kind of where it became apparent that there was a scheduling conflict because. 
all this means is that Andrew Scott could not be on set at the same time as everybody else. Or he hated everyone. Or he hated everyone. For whatever reason, he could not be around the rest of the cast. The only person in this scene is Will. His hair is completely different. He's in a different area. He's in a completely different part of the set that we've never seen before. Yeah. He's in this, like, odd cave system. It's well lit. I mean, there's lanterns all over the place. We've just got lanterns in the World of the Dead. They, they like, they wanted to dress it up for him. Like, it was a Christmas present for Will. Like, hey, man, you know, haven't seen your dad in a while. Sorry about that whole bullet thing. Here they are. Yeah. Also, in the book, uh, are any people from the, um, from the Magisterium here? Uh, I don't know that there's any Magisterium people. There are definitely normal people who still like believe but, in the Magisterium. But there, that would be a good thing to have. You believe in this whole thing this whole time, and then you're dead. So you there go is, there, and then this is what you find out. Like There is a scene. Um, so we get to the end of the episode that we'll talk about this, where they're leading people out, uh-huh. and there's a group of people that won't leave. Because they think that this is where they're supposed to be. Because the magisterium and the church told them their whole life that they're like this is, and they're like, no, this is where we're supposed to be. I'm not following you. Like this is what God wants. Um, so there is a group of people that still firmly believe that, and they're like, for whatever reason, either I'm being punished or I'm just waiting. Like I'm staying uh, here. Okay. Okay. So, so those are the magisterium people. Basically, you get and you get people okay. that are just devout in their faith. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so Will and his father get this chance to have. Their little conversation where he's like, oh, I'm not the warrior you wanted me to be. I'm not who you thought I was. And he's like, no, you're not. You're so much more. You always got to have that pause. You always got to have that pause to make them feel bad. I was like, yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, no. And then just let it sit there for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you got Will asking, you know, what's what's going to happen when you get out? Like, where, what is going to happen? And all John Perry really says is that we won't be going the same way. Um he says, he, he also says, okay, so he says they won't be going the same way. You know, this is where we separate. But he says that I guided your demon to Azriel's Republic. So that's when why. When the I, fuck did that so happen? I, I was going to ask you. I'm like, that's why I was kind of like, I'm like, who is it? Like, who's his demon? Where Where is it at? What, which one is his demon? I got, I, so, yeah, the just John Perry saying I guided your demon to Azriel's Republic was very weird. So we get that line. Um, we also get him telling Will, like, do not try to live in a world that's not your own. Like, you won't survive there. Your demon won't survive there. You, you don't try to live in a world that's not your own. Go back to your own world. Live your own life. Live your fullest life. I would be like, what the hell do you think I was going to do? <laughs> what? What? You thought I was going back into people have animals next to them all the time world? Yeah. Mom is back in the regular world. I'm always going to end up there. What are we talking about here? I don't know. He's just making sure. And like, then he you does. You left. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Living like, in a not world, me. yeah, living in a world that's not ours. You left. How was how was this my fault? And when when Will asks basically where he's gonna go, what's gonna happen to him? That's when you get the like, I'll be free. I'll be connected again to every living thing. Um, kind of getting away from the idea of heaven and hell, and that that idea that like once you die, you just are gone, mm-hmm. and you're just uh, you're you're part of the world again. Yeah, you become part of the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially. Um, this is. Very different from what happened. I guess, I mean, no, it is very different from what happens in the book. Because in the book, uh, I don't, don't become part of a universe? <laughs> Not right away, because Lee and John Perry actually stay behind. They're like, we're going to let everybody go. We're going to stay with you. And he even tells him, he's like, you and Lyra, take a break, take a breather. But then you need to come back, and we're going with you 
to Azrael's Republic. Like, oh, so they not, go back and fight? They go back. Wait a minute. You get a choice <laughs> to go back to the living? No. Well, mm, it sounds like you do. He doesn't explain what that means. He doesn't say anything. He just says, we're, we're going to wait for you and we're, we'll be here because we need to, we need to, there's more that needs to happen. I get that. I get the same. And the only reason I'm saying this is because we're clearly not going to do that because A, Andrew Scott is obviously not going to oh, do this anymore. He's done for the rest of it, yes. And B, we've let Lee go off and disappear. Yeah, yeah, he's gone too. So we're clearly not doing this. Um, it costs too much, all right? Clearly. <laughs> But no, it's because it's not living, it's not life. They they they're ghosts. But they can still go back to the world as something. As a ghost that isn't alive. It's a nothing or something. It's you choose the nothing. You don't choose this this half life as a ghost that nobody can. Can touch. I not go back? Can you not go back to what? Like I can go back as a ghost for a little bit and then go back and then do the the one with the universe thing. Uh. No, they can say whack. The thing there is that is that they have to go specifically with Will and Lyra I get it. I through get that it. window. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But that means I still have a choice. I can go, I can live my whole life. I pass away. I go back to the purgatory. I tell a quick story to, to Gracious. And then I'm presented with two doors, I feel. You're not, though. I, but, because the only door there is what Will and Lyra make. But, yeah, I know. But I, this is this is this is what the world could be, is what I'm saying. If the kids made the right choice, I feel you could open up two jo- doors, put some signs around if you needed to, or have the the harpies tell the people, "Hey, go through this one. You're one with the universe. Your time here is is done. You are one with the universe again." Or you can see what it's like being a ghost for a but little bit. But that requires leaving a second open door, and it's bad enough that they're already leaving. Why? One. Why? Because it's the first thing. There are like a handful. There's like what two, three rules for the knife, and one of them is close the doors you open. Have we not established that there are I'm openings everywhere in the universe? That, no. And so there's a couple of things wrong. You can't leave that door open. It's already bad enough that they're leaving one open for people to get through. You cannot leave both of them open. You can't just start willy nilly leaving doors open. Why not? You feel like it. I okay, okay, okay. If there were something that proved to me that this is dangerous, like you are breaking realities by opening these doors, like you need to mm-hmm. you need to be careful with this. But there has been no evidence so far besides a nuke dropping whenever uh, 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 one was open. But that's a very slim chance type of situation. Any other thing is like, hey, I've opened this door. Nothing's bad happening. They're staying open. How is, you know, uh, what's her name getting around? She's finding doors everywhere. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. No, she's, she's not. Fi- she's finding doors everywhere. Nothing has happened that's been bad with these doors being open. That's all I'm saying. So one more door being open in, in the purgatory just to see, hey, your life as as flesh and blood is over. You can either be one with the universe or see what it's like being a ghost for a little bit. No, and then when you're ready, come on back. You got the other door. It's not how that works. My time it's is not even a little bit. How I'm that just works. saying that that seems like you 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 may say it's not how it works, but it was possible. No, it was possible. You just told me that it was. <laughs> no, you legit just told me it so was. So the only reason that that Lee and John are able to go is because Will and Lyra are already opening that door to the next area. That's fine. They're already going that that's, way. That's fine. But they can't just leave that door open. Yeah, they can't. No, they can't. Yes, they. No, can. they can't. <laughs> also, you know, Will's Will's would be so <laughs> much easier. Oh, your grandfather died. You didn't leave a will. 
Here's this ghost to tell you guys what's happening. Hey, guys, I came back real quick before I go be one with the universe. Uh, they get this. They get this. They get this. I'm out. Thanks. Done. Wow. So I, I went back to the book real quick to check. Um, not only do Will and uh, – not Will, um, Lee and John go, they bring, like, a contingent of the other ghosts. They're like, who wants to come with us to help? So, again, <laughs> again <laughs> – we could have just left two doors open reading, and two signs. Reading the passage, I can see why they didn't. I think why they didn't do it has to do probably with Andrew Scott not being part of it and that there's a part of, like, the ensuing battles that they're just going to write out, um, which is going to be easy to write out. I think getting rid of that isn't going to change a whole lot other than maybe the trajectory of. But why didn't they do it in the book, though? We'll get well again. There's more stuff that we'll talk about at the okay. end. Okay, all right. Um, I got like a checklist of these things. Write them down. They better write them be. down. Oh, I got it. I have a good memory. Mm, do you? Yes, I do. <laughs> what, what does that mean? I, what does that mean? I do. I don't know about. I don't like else. your insinuation. Well, hey, you won't remember it anyway. Wow. So. <laughs> well, the dead get Thanos. They start. They start walking through. So we we kind of skipped. I just skipped a whole lot. They I, become dust, though, right? They, they yeah. So, yeah. Th- so Liar or Will is able to open a window. He's able to able to open a door into another paradise. My dog just touched the back of my neck, and it scared the shit out of me. You thought somebody random. Was oh my god! Out. It was a wow. ghost. Um, yeah. So Will is able to open a door into this paradise, and Roger takes the first step out, and they get Thanos. So they just kind of dissolve into nothingness and are one with the universe again. Okay. And so be it. So then, so it goes. Um, but yeah, so in, in the book, there's a couple of things left out. One of them being that there is a contingent of ghosts who um, don't want any part of it and are afraid of it and think that it's not right and that this isn't what God wants. So they are going to stay here in this hellhole. But they 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 didn't establish too much of faith in this world for right. me to believe that somebody would want to stay. So that's I can see them cutting that out. Yeah. If they had done that in the beginning and I had known more people that were under the sway of this, then it would have made sense. But... And I can't tell if this was a purposeful thing or we only have so many assets to use, but the world that they walk into looks an awful lot like the world Mary is in right now. Yeah, it looks like the – I thought that's where they were going because it would would make sense if they're losing some stuff they need a pump full of – I don't know what what the (laughs) fuck. I feel like maybe we just didn't have enough money for more assets, but – Probably. No, there's so much stock photo out there (laughs) that you can get. Like, none of the background that I saw looked like it was moving, like there were no yeah. trees swaying. You can, there's plenty of Googleable eye like, pictures. There's, like, a Shutterstock yeah. fucking watermark. <laughs> I would have loved that. I would have loved that. I would love that so much. So one of the things that we end on is this kind of bizarre scene with Mrs. Coulter and her demon. It, it was an unnecessary this, scene. This reconciliatorial... Which I don't think that, that was a, a word. word. That was a really weird word. Uh, reconciliatorily. Re- reconciliatorily. Re- nope. Hang on. We're gonna work through this together. I, I, okay. Recon reconcile reconcilable. Reconciliation. No, reconciliation. Reconciliation is probably the <laughs> correct fake Re- word for reconciliator- it. Reconciliation is very much a real word. Is it's, it? It's reconciliatory that I don't know is real. This is okay. a fun part of the podcast. I. I reconciliation. Reconciliation yes. is f- is a word is fine yeah it still doesn't define because I was going for an adverb yeah but it still doesn't define their situation they're reconciling to an extent she's trying that sounds she's like she's extending an two olive party. branch yeah but reconciliation I would say she's this is her olive branch I scene. feel like reconciliation implies two wrong parties coming together. 
necessarily. This it, is it more, implies uh, the second party accepting to an extent. Anyway, we get this weird <laughs> fucking olive branch scene um, where Mrs. Coulter starts talking to her demon. Um, and she talks about how she, at first, you know, was it, why does she always push it away? Why does she hurt it? Why does she yell at it? Why does she, why does she walk away from it? Um, and we kind of get what we've, what we've, or what I've thought a lot of the time, which is that it's, in a, in a way, it's to close herself off from, from certain things, close herself off from emotions and from things that she doesn't want to deal with, uh, which people do all the time. I always took it as, um, like, I, I interpreted a lot of what she does with her demon to be a form of self-harm. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. And which, that's, that's what I was thinking, like, the self-flagellation stuff. Right. That, and that's that, why that the she sends it away. Or that's why she said I, it hurts right. when, when I'm apart from you, but I ignore it. Or I, you know, play it off like it doesn't. But they go a really, really long way apart. Hey. Like, the, having the demon moved to a different room was, like, a, a bridge too far. Does it hurt when you get shots? What do you mean? Like, when you go to the doctors and you get a shot. Not particularly. When you were a kid, did it hurt more? Uh, I don't remember. Because that's how I equated it. When okay. you're a oh, child, you're saying, yeah, yeah. it's probably crazy painful. But as you're an adult, you deal with pain differently. Incorrect. That's not incorrect. In this scenario, incorrect. Oh, okay, yeah. I was about to say, because I'm like, I get shots all the time, <laughs> and I never, I'm no, like, I mean, it doesn't the, hurt. The, the, what you're trying to extrapolate, that it doesn't hurt adults as much to be separated from their demon? Is no, that's that's not a thing. Well, I mean, we haven't seen any proof of it. I know. So it yes, it is sense. a thing. So she she has this 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 talk with her with her, with her demon that's um a good moment for her, and you know she reaches out her hand. She's like you know good moment for her. Back I don't me. like this culture sympathy that you're throwing out here. It's development. It doesn't make her a good person. We're she well aware. She killed children, which we're aware of. They're, they're and now she is aware that that was a bad thing. I to haven't do. heard her say sorry for anything. Well, in she this can't whole apologize time. to those kids. They're dead. She can apologize to somebody. The universe. <laughs> something. I don't care who it is. I just want to hear you say that you're sorry for something. Like, show some remorse. That's what I don't eh, see. She's fine. That's what I don't see. She's wearing her remorse outfit. No, no. So Just because she looks like an extra in the Hunger Games <laughs> doesn't mean that she's wearing a remorse outfit. It's her sorry outfit. No, I don't. I don't accept it. I don't accept it. Well, the monkey might have because it reaches out again. It reaches out to her. The monkey is the most waste of. I was <laughs> of money. Of of. It looks really good though. It's a waste. It What's the fantastic. purpose of it? What's the purpose? If it's no, if nobody's I, the speaking- same way that you were, I was on the edge of my seat waiting to see are they gonna make it talk right now? Like it felt like that moment yeah, where they were. I was like, is it gonna say something? It should have been like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. What's like the most outrageous? Like whose voice should it be? I I think if they're if they're gonna stay with a list actors, Gilbert Gottfried. That would be horrible. <laughs> and he passed away. Oh shit! <laughs> I believe he's well. Damn. I think he passed away. Well, then I got nothing. I think I think be. if we're going with A-list actors and we're going to, um, I would say unused A-list actors because they've done that a lot yes. in this in this series. I would say you go with, um, I say George Clooney. That would be fucking wild. Yes, that would be insane. You go George Clooney and he says three words and that's it. <laughs> like it's all right, Coulter. And then you you hear it like the audience is like, is that freaking George Clooney? <laughs> 
And he goes, uncredited. And then, <laughs> and no, at, at the end of the episode, it just says, also starring yes. George Clooney. Actually, just put it right in the beginning. <laughs> as soon as it starts, he headlines the credits. Yes. Which is, no, because, I mean, that would actually be hilarious if you put it all the way back in episode one. Which is the same. The, the, oh, and then. Because that's how I found out, or that's how I, I guessed who Vecna was in Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, because they just had the name, but And you didn't I knew know. who, yeah, who yeah. that had to be. Okay. Man, yeah. that would be hilarious. I, that's how we need it. Yeah, that's how. I mean, it's, we've, honestly, I mean, minus the tragedy of losing uh, Stel Maria. Stel Maria. Uh, it, we've established. That James McAvoy says her name no, wrong. No, we've established. James McAvoy says Stel Maria wrong, and he says Bjornison wrong. Hey, does he say it wrong, or does he say it correct, and you're just fighting against it? He says it wrong. I think you're just fighting against it. Did you hear mm-hmm. the audio book? Uh, yeah. And they say it the. Bjornison. I'm just making sure. I don't know if Yorick Bernison. I'm just saying. Not Bjarnison. I trust Professor X the way he says it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm, you know. But they, they just haven't really done anything with the voice actresses and actors that are playing these parts. Yeah. Who plays um the, the rabbit? Um Hester? Hester, I don't yeah. Know. Wasn't anybody famous mm-hmm. that you knew of? The the boy that plays Pan, I don't re- I don't remember his name off the top of my head, <clears> but you'd recognize him if you saw him. Okay. Is well, he a boy? Yeah. Really? And he kept the same voice throughout the... Yeah. I guess he could have just recorded earlier. And well, and he's he's already, I'm fairly certain, past puberty. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like it, he didn't have to worry about his voice changing halfway through the series. But you could just record everything you need to now. You don't need a reshoot or anything. They just animate around your voice. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we get, we get a little uh, reconciliation olive branch scene uh, with... Coulter and the monkey. We'll see how that plays out, I suppose. And uh, then this was the weirdest. Okay, so there starts to be that that voiceover, and it sounds like a narration. Yeah. And then it's not until Mrs. Coulter says, do you hear that, that I realize they're hearing it. Yeah, yeah. I got that they were hearing it off the bat. I didn't because they were in different places because she and James McAvoy were both hearing it, but they were in different places, and they heard it at, like, the same level. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, are they also hearing this? Yeah. It was weird. I I, mean, I don't know. That happens in anime a lot, so I guess maybe it's like a, a weeb. Wow, you need to so, just watch more. Is what you no, need I'm to good. do. Uh, so Zafania Z- shows up in her angel form this time. Yep, we got Looking the budget. Much better. We got the budget. We had to we had to get rid of Andrew Scott for that, but uh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. We cut, we cut here. <laughs> we can either have Zafania's angel form, or we can have Andrew That's Scott. That's terrible the because while you say that, that means they cut on the photo <laughs> that was Paradise, <laughs> Andrew Scott. They cut on the makeup for the dead people because it's just flour on them. Yes. That's all it is. Yes. And I hate that. It actually looks bad. And so Zephania shows up and tells them that Metatron's purgatory is broken, his Mm. control is weakened, and finally, the final rebellion has begun. So is this Metatron's or is this... The authorities' purgatory. Who made this? Well, we've 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 established that Metatron is running everything. How long has this been happening, though? Who knows? All right. Who knows? Okay. I know. Uh, well, I know yes. You know. So the final rebellion has begun. We have two episodes left. Yeah, we do. Was what that the end do? of it? That was the end of it. Just the angel talking to yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was the end of it. We got two episodes left. Uh-huh. Uh God, I don't, I'm I'm afraid. No, I'm excited because now we're, especially since I don't know what this next episode is. I mean, stuff has to go down this next episode. Yeah. But then we have one more after it. So I'm confused because if there was one more episode, I would believe that it would be a little, it would be very rushed. But I can believe that. I have a feeling I know where we're going to, where we're going to cut the the cliffhanger off. Um, I'm trying to think if there is a, 
I was gonna like vague say what I think it's gonna be, but I don't even want to give you a vague sense. So I'm yeah, pretty no, no, sure no, no, I'll just let's, tell you next episode if I am right. I'm fairly certain I know where they're gonna cut it. I have a good idea. And uh, we'll see if that happens, but we no, have roughly just, 130 pages of the book left. That's yeah, no, that's fine. They, let's let's I'm let's get into this. I'm ready. Oh, I'm, you ready? I'm so ready. We got yes. two episodes left. Yes. All right, all right. So we, you and I, are gonna go watch this right now. Correct. And uh, listeners, we'll be back.